Good morning. First thing Friday so time for fresh fix. I am Simon Andrews and this is the audio version of my insider newsletter, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Enjoy. Fix Insider Friday April 1st. Newf. My favorite Hollywood newsletter covers why Hollywood is souring on streaming. What terrifies so many media companies is that, at least for the foreseeable future, the economics of streaming are far more challenging than those for cable television, with its lucrative bundles and high barriers to cancelling. What those media companies were betting on was the ability to invest big, grow fast, and join the first mover in the space, Netflix, in the redefined TV hierarchy for the digital age. Now, increasingly, they seem to be asking, what if everything Netflix thought it knew turns out to be a lie? Fortunately there is an adjacent business model that has proven to work really well. New data suggests upwards of 50% of Americans, 171.5 million, could be streaming AVOD or free ad-supported streaming television, FAST, content by 2026. A new study from Comcast's Free Wheel looks at the rapid growth in premium video advertising, up 45% year-on-year. But as the chart above shows there are clear gatekeepers, Roku, Amazon and Google, Chromecast. But the smart TV manufacturers are growing in influence in this piece as execs from LG, Samsung and Vizio talking about the role of smart TVs with advertisers and audience measurement. Our friends at Pubica gathered some of the industry leaders to look at the key trends shaping this market. A discovery exec nailed one key issue. We are going to see a lot more collaboration in the next 12 months from both buy and sell sides in CTV, there is a lot more that needs to be done to build the addressable TV ecosystem. You can watch the full video of this conversation here. Adtech The issue of privacy in ads is often seen as binary. On one side the privacy zealots and on the other voracious advertising industry hoovering up data. Of course it is more subtle than that and with all the recent changes still being digested by the industry, it's complicated. Ari, formerly of Beeswax, ran a series of Twitter surveys to see which targeting methods are acceptable and which are not. It's interesting to look at the answers but it's hard to see a pattern. It's complicated but we do seem to have ceded advantage to the privacy zealots, even letting them dictate the language. What does surveillance advertising really mean anyway? This piece considers the implications of allowing data-driven advertising to become confused with surveillance. We have long argued that personalized targeted ads are a benefit, as a former modem media Poppy Tyson colleague used to say ads so good they are a service. This long defense of personalized advertising is a good read on the subject and end with this plea for more, better personalized ads. My biggest concern with personalized ads is that the systems aren't good enough. Instead of being shown ads for shoes I may like or political candidates that I would seriously consider voting for or donating to, I may get shown irrelevant ads that irritate me and waste my time. So my counterintuitive assertion is that ads are not personalized enough, we have to sit through bad ads instead of the ideal end state where all the ads are as interesting and entertaining as the main show, as the Super Bowl ads in the US sometimes are, but also personalized to the interest of each and every viewer. Has the horse bolted on this one? No. The value of personalization is widely recognized and a McKinsey study supports this with some good data. A piece from Media Monks is optimistic that Google Topics will allow personalization at scale, and advocates experimentation. While we await more detail and further evolution of the Topics API proposal, businesses can partially execute on these use cases by deploying a platform to test and personalize on their website as well as targeting affinity-slash-interest audiences either via media targeting or profiles available via data management platforms. This would mean a proactive approach to adapt to the eventual deprecation of third-party cookies. 
Topics may represent a way forward for providing more relevant customer experiences, both on-site and advertising, in a more robust, privacy-centric way. TripleLift are also pretty optimistic, explaining their acquisition of Swiss first-party data specialist OnePlusX. You can make a lot of really powerful and highly accurate predictions based off of user behavior in an entirely private way that bring a lot of the relevancy that third-party cookies brought, without any of the reliance or privacy issues associated with third-party cookies. And right now the Daily Mail grows revenue from cookie-less inventory. How are you experimenting? Merchant. In this week's Insider on Merchant we looked at how fast Last Mile is evolving, with the inevitable consolidation starting to happen in New York in particular. On Merchant Media we referenced this great paper from Google and Boston Consulting as well as Instacart and their slashed valuation. The new McKinsey podcast on forecasting the future of stores is good and I like this quote. As a consumer, when I go on the retailer's website or app, I expect to see availability, a connection to what's in the store, and a way to order things that I can pick up in store. Chinese fast fashion app Shine goes from strength to strength with amazing scale and logistics. Rest of World found that from July to December 2021, Shine added between 2,000 and 10,000 individual styles to its app each day, using a system called Large Scale Automated Test and Reorder, LATR, that identifies hot sellers and makes more, with messaging to match. Measurement For a long time Nielsen was the gold standard in media measurement. Their panel data was gospel for the key players in a dollar multi-billion market, a handful of big TV networks that had the audience and the handful of agencies that bought the ads. As the world became more complicated the Nielsen data became tarnished and they lost the accreditation from the Media Research Council last year. They hope to earn that back this year and you imagine their new owners share that confidence. The $16 billion paid suggests some parts of the empire will be sold to rescue debt, so will the Nielsen 1 strategy survive? The industry wants someone to solve measurement of both TV and digital and as those terms blend Nielsen seems like a good bet. But maybe they are too late? There are lots of others who stepped into the vacuum left by Nielsen and the MRC spat, but there is no clear contender. In the UK the Sea Flight program has launched in beta. Designed to measure both linear impressions and VOD it is jointly owned by Sky, ITV and C4. Building upon an initiative from Comcast and NBC, this could travel back across the Atlantic once proven? Looking at how Roku use data shows how versatile measurement needs to be. Dot dot data can provide important insights for creative executives. For instance, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, the movie special that Roku released following the cancellation of NBC dramedy series Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, was watched by 100% more adults ages 18 to 34 than the show's season 2 finale on the broadcast network seven months earlier. And on average, 91% of adults ages 18 to 49 are exposed to an advertisement for the first time via the Roku channel, the company's free programming hub. Facebook have always taken measurement very seriously and are now experimenting with their own automated market mix modeling tool, Robin. Web3. So much happening in Web3 and I am trying to work out how best to add value. Is a list of interesting things to read enough? Not sure we need another newsletter but looking for a way to help everyone see the opportunity. Maybe we build a community? Let me know what you think. Alibaba leads $60 million funding into augmented reality glasses maker Nreal in Metaverse Play. Taking NFTs mainstream, is it time for publishers to get non-fungible? FIP. Gucci CEO Beatsari talks metaverse strategy and why it's already a very real place for us Vogue business. Win or lose, Dollar Ape marks a new era of social tokens. Metaverse Fashion Week, the hits and misses, Vogue business. Yuga Labs pitch deck, 
Bake Founders raised $450 million from Andreessen Horowitz. From Accenture to WPP, here are top agencies' metaverse offerings, the drum. Web3 isn't going to fix the shortcomings of today's web, Forrester. Selfridges launches world-first metaverse department store, latest retail technology news from across the globe, charged. Lupe Fiasco and Gucci Mane are selling tickets to their upcoming concerts as NFTs. The Monkey Network, by Raul Pal. Social. The big news in social is the bombshell that Facebook commissioned a lobbying firm to malign TikTok. Dream would be to get stories with headlines like From Dances to Danger, how TikTok has become the most harmful social media space for kids. If nothing else it shows how worried Facebook is about the competition. The evidence of the power of TikTok is everywhere. US fast food chain Denny's now have TikTok menu items, concoctions dreamed up by TikTok creators and available to all Denny's customers. The advertising world is taking notice as Adweek point out in this paper from Ogilvy makes clear. Our own good TikTok creative continues to highlight interesting ways of using the platform, this week JD Sports promoting Nike Air Max Day. We now have an archive of 80 studies so if you need inspiration take a look. Plus plus. In China's live streaming hub, a celebrity tax crackdown has put an entire industry on edge. Bringing together regulatory thinking in the digital space, competition and markets authority. Streaming audio climbs the charts with marketers, but some want more certainty. Amazon's $31 billion at business, explained. Uber reaches deal to list all New York City taxis on its app.